Celebrate Sounds is brought to you by Local Build Co. and Henry Gale Tiling. Local Build Co. are based in Bellingen, operating between Coffs Harbour and Nambucca, and they pride themselves on their high standard of work and their dedication to achieving goals for their customers. All inquiries, hit up Geordie on 0431 430 822. Henry Gale Tiling operates from Bellingen and specialise in all renovation and building projects. They provide a dedicated service to their clients from start to finish. Servicing the Bellingen Shire and surrounds, you can expect hands-on service from a highly experienced tiling team. Have a tiling job? Call Henry on 0401 287 778. How are you listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavours of creatives on the north coast of New South Wales. Today's episode features Mr. Ben Neal, an incredible musician, guitarist, uh, producer and YouTuber. Um, we had a really fun chat, so I hope you enjoy the show. Celebrate sounds, this is Celebrate Sounds And we're in the lounge room, actually it's not the lounge room It's a bedroom of Mr. Ben Neal and we're playing jazz Scat doodly ba doo ba da boom Jazz, jazz, with the major seven and diminished chords And the minor seven and resolve back to the fourth Hey, we're creating some alleys now. Yeah, it's really nice. It's celebrate, celebrate sounds. Yeah, celebrate sounds. And uh, here we are today. We just thought we'd do a um, a little improv intro, and uh, I thought that was good. And uh, I guess I should probably really introduce you now. Uh, we got Ben Neal in the studio. Well, not even in the studio. The first time I've gone um, on yeah. tour with the podcast. On tour, yeah. And there's a good the reason road. for it. How you doing, man? Literally on the on the road. On the road. Oh. <laughs> a bit. Yeah, it, that's a good dad joke. Matt should explain it. We should. The road caster pro uh, came to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. Well, I was lucky enough to receive a gift from a magnanimous benefactor of Celebrate Sounds. Um, he owns a recording studio. He's a legend. I'm going to keep his name a secret just in case mm. he doesn't want everyone knocking on his door and going. Wanting free crap. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't call it crap, but free, free stuff. Free things. Yeah. So uh, you yeah. know who you are. Thank you. Uh, anyway, it's called a road caster and that hence the reason I'm on the road. On the road. Yeah. Uh, but so also it, not in your own studio. <laughs> not in my so own studio. So you are studio. on the road. Exactly. Yeah. It works both ways. Hence the pun. And the reason that I'm here today interviewing Mr. Ben Neal, who we'll uh, get into who Ben is in a second, um, is because we did a re- recording a few, probably a month ago now. Mm, yeah. And it was such a great chat. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. We yeah. had bacon and egg rolls, oh, so coffee, chatted outside around you the- You burnt the toast. I did burn the toast, that but that good. was still yummy. It was delicious. It worked. And uh, and then we recorded uh, <laughs> around about an hour's worth of yeah. us just riffing and chatting. And, and it went a, really quick. It, it, it just, was good. Yeah, it was good. It was a good chat. Um, but unfortunately for Ben and for me too, because it was a waste of my time, uh, I managed to record his whole vocal with uh, <laughs> reverb. <laughs> or if you don't know what reverb is in, in the, the non-sort of musical productions um, community, it's basically just loud, echoey kind of yeah. Um, Imagine you're in a big hall or, big hall, or, or yeah. something like that. And yeah. so, like, I would be talking and it'd, it'd sound totally normal and then Ben would be like, 
lost in the bush. <laughs> drenched. <laughs> drenched in rain. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm on the road with the roadcaster at Ben Neal's place. Ben, how are you going? Good, man. Good I'm to good. see you. Good to see you too. Um, before we get into it too much and just riff and and do whatever we do in this podcast, yep. uh, I thought I'd get you to reintroduce yourself because okay. no one got to hear that podcast. No, no one did. Um, who are you? What's your connection with the local area? How did you get into music? What kind of stuff do you do? Sweet. And then we'll just see where the uh, the day takes yeah, us. Yeah, awesome. Um, my name's Ben. I play guitar amongst other instruments and uh, I do a bit of producing and teaching. I was born in Coffs, so I was... Brought to coughs via the way of birth. <laughs> That's unusual. Yeah. Um, straight out of the canal to here <laughs> and been here. I haven't been here ever since. I have moved away a couple of times and come back because it's so lovely. Um, yeah. I, I Like I said, I produce, I teach guitar, I um, do music and guitar and things and I just like it and it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And also a YouTuber. I don't know if you did. Did you mention that? I don't think you snuck that in there. Oh, today? Yeah. No, I did not. I also I have a YouTube channel. Yeah. At Small Beginnings, Humble Beginnings. Well, they're the best ones. They are, but it's fun. Um, yeah. It's cool already just seeing. Um, I've like, learned at least two tracks from your YouTube tutorials. Oh, have you really? Tutorials. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I didn't. Ma- I mastered one of them. Yeah, that was the FKJ. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, what's that song called again? Uh, Tadao. Tadao, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one, which I uh, attempted, was the Tom Mish. The Tom Mish um, one. Yeah, yeah. That's the, a good um, one, actually. Paris, That's actually- Lost in Paris. Lost in Paris. Yeah. That's a good one if you're wanting to learn electric guitar. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit tricky. Tricky, but um, amazing track. But super fun to play, It too. was one of the ones that I learnt for a little while. I was like, yeah, I'm sort of getting this. And yeah. I was like, mm, it's too hard. Yeah. I have a very short attention span. <laughs> it's tough. So, yeah, my YouTube channel has um, a lot of tutorials. Well, not a lot. A few tutorials on how to play specific songs, mainly electric guitar. Yeah. It's kind of driven songs, um, as well as- Couple of videos on and yeah, music theory, uh, teaching certain things about certain gear and equipment. Um, it, it's cool, even in the very beginning stages, to kind of see people from all around the world kind of messaging me and being like, "Hey, man, this helps so much," and mm. that kind of makes it all worth it. And there was a track where you actually got to ch- chat with the uh, the guitarist, the producer who um, did the guitar on one of Justin Bieber's yeah. albums. So the you- first, yeah, the very first video I did for you on YouTube was um, Teaching How to Play ETA by Justin Bieber. Uh, it's a cool electric guitar track if you haven't heard it. Um, there was a video um, up already, which was pretty good, mm. and I kind of thought, oh, it's not quite – I didn't think it was quite right. but So I thought I'd give it a go anyway, put it up there. And somehow the the dude from um, – yeah, the guy that actually played the guitar on that track, um, what's his name? Tom Straley. Mm. He found my video and commented and was like, you nailed it. And then I looked on the video that was already up on YouTube and he commented on that one too and said like – pretty close or something <laughs> it was pretty funny he was like he was encouraging he was like this is really close good job and then he commented on mine being like yep you absolutely nailed it and then since then we've i've you know we follow each other on instagram yeah cool and he literally liked my reel yesterday and we, we chat a little bit um which is cool he's just some middle-aged dude in america who just like sends tracks to artists and and justin bieber happened to grab you know a few of them and i think one's ended up on an album which is really cool but yeah even even been able to c- connect with him mm. um and through instagram i've connected with one of Beyonce's guitarists just chatted yeah, to him. No I just way. every now and then I'll just like respond to a story and then they'll reply back and yeah. they'll ask him a question about gear or whatever and yeah. we'll just have this chat. So technology. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty crazy cool. how you can reach out and yeah. on, on for someone on the other side of the country or on the other side of the world yeah. can actually send them a track and they can do their magic and send it back and all of a it's sudden very cool. you haven't even been in the same room with them, but you've like you've made music. You've made music together. Yeah, I'm actually a part of a 
Well, I don't know if actually I'm a part of it, but let me know, Isaac Graham, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> if I'm still in the band. But um, I kind of did a song for a gospel mm. crew over in New Zealand. So a couple of friends of mine that I know, plus like 15 other singers. It's pretty yep. hectic. It's a pretty big band. And I haven't met probably more than half of them. But during COVID lockdown last year, um, they did this track. What's it called? I think it's called Thankful yeah. um, by House of Misfits. So check it out. Thankful by House of Misfits. I play guitar in it. There's a cool YouTube video where we all Sick. do like the split screen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. And um, I think I'm the only white person in there. Um, well, white by color, but you know, I don't have any <laughs> sort of islander or anything in me. But I, so I feel kind of out of place. But um, it's really fun. And I got to well, play you singing, on this track. So. I was not singing. Um, I got to just play electric guitar. There's nothing really worse cool. than being around lots of <laughs> islanders and then just hearing them harmonize. Yeah, I know. And you're like, man, you guys make this look so easy. I've been yeah. trying to sing all my life and I still can't <laughs> sing as nice as you. And they're like, wait, uh, wait I'm not. I don't know. I don't sing. I, I don't sing. About? What are you talking about? You just, <laughs> I can't do a Kiwi it's not, accent. It's not Maori. It's not Terry Maori. Maori. Um, yeah. So through through the internets, in, mm-hmm. interwebs, I was able to um, play on this track, which is cool. So go and check it out. But it's a lot of fun. And yeah. like you said, I haven't met most of them. That's crazy. But we just messaged and been like, hey. Nice playing and whatever. It's really cool. That's um, awesome. And that's, uh, I guess, how we connected is that I just reached out to you and begged you to be my friend and mm-hmm. over the internet. And As it happens. Yeah. I mean, and I was like, pretty. I saw you playing and I was like, is that Little King? Yeah. And then I sent you a message and was like, can you teach me guitar? And you were like, <laughs> absolutely. If only it were true. In actual fact, Ben was my first proper guitar teacher. Was I your first guitar teacher? 100%. The only person that's wow. ever taught me anything um, in terms of like a structured lesson was Will Henderson. And um, nice. I bartered with him because he, he was coming back from Europe and doing a few tours. So he just hired some gear off me um, to see. do yeah. just speakers and whatnot. And I said, I'll do it uh, for free if you, you know, give me a couple of lessons. So yeah, he, did. Cool. he taught me the pentatonic scale. Oh, and nice. I forgot about it. And okay. then we had, um, you know, maybe 10 lessons or something. I think I've still, uh, you know, I'm holding I still owe you three or something. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, a few months ago. Because, like, for anyone who knows me, I'm like an um, a improvisory kind of have a bit of an idea how to play lots of instruments but don't play any of them crazy good. I'm okay at most of them. You're pretty good. Pretty decent. Pretty but, good. but not crazy, crazy. And especially with guitar, like, I can get away with it. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. But I'd never really learn it. And um, I had those lessons with you and they were fantastic. And I remember texting you a few months ago going, I've just actually discovered the pentatonic scale <laughs> for realsies yeah. and all the different um, variations. Oh, yeah, and sick. I was like, whoa, this is making so much sense. Man, I actually realized like a little bit after we did lessons that there was something I kind of forgot to teach you, which was all the five different ways you can play the pentatonic yeah. scale. I've worked um, it out. I haven't mastered it yet. I'm sort of still just. Have you got a own. sheet? No. I've got one actually. Yeah, well, we'll do that today. I legitimately like printed one off <laughs> for you because I was like, I felt bad that. <laughs> a year and a half ago, I didn't give you this sheet and it's like so helpful and beneficial. So, Well, on that note, I mean, one of the questions I wanted to pose to you today was um, what is the shortcut to becoming heaps good at guitar without actually putting yeah. the, the effort in that you've put in? I'm just curious if there's a, is crystals. a hack. Crystals and essential oils. Yeah, essential oils. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, That's I it. guess we'll, we'll hit up we'll the crystals so afterwards. Up the crystals. And uh, and I guess we'll come back in a, a few months and we'll do another interview. Yeah, we'll, and we'll, we'll see how we see, see how my we pro- progression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously the the real answer is patience. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, um, patience and hard work, which I'm not good at either. But um, literally been playing guitar since I was tw- uh, 11, almost yeah. 12, um, and I'm now 25. So that's 
more than half of my life at this point. It's pretty good. Um, they say it takes 20 years to become a good guitarist. Could be 25. 20 legit? years. Yeah. So you got to you still got wait. a few years. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Same. But I'm I'm coming up real close. I think I yeah, started how old you say? No, actually no, I I'm going to say it's 25 just so I've got 2 years up my sleeve. Yeah, okay. I started when I was about 13. Cuz you're 42 now, right? <laughs> Um, uh, anyways, probably I st- I st- something like some, that. Some aspect of my personality yeah. is 42. Is Noah, did Noah just get married on the weekend? Or? No. No. Incidentally, though, I, I best uh, shout out to my beautiful little sister, Ashley McGovern, oh. and uh, her partner, well, now fiance, Dean. So they, they got uh, engaged on Sunday. Wow. Uh, my little sister. Yeah, cute. So, super, is super she stoked. in town or is she? In Sydney. In Sydney. Nice. Amazing singer. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. told me about it. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. got an incredible voice. Oh, that's cool. Congratulations, Congrat- Ashley. Congratulations, yeah. Ashley and Dean. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I, w- when I started playing guitar at 11, um, I guess I picked it up, I guess, pretty naturally. Mm. I think music was definitely something that was just sort of in me. Your parents? Um, parents. Musical? Both a little bit musical. Yeah, yeah. my dad's a really good singer. Mum and dad both play instruments a little bit and sing. They wouldn't call themselves musicians, but they definitely sing and play they every, dabble. every week at their church and that's kind yeah. of about as, as how far it goes. Uh, so there was music in the house, but it wasn't like dad or like having a mum or whatever who was into classical or jazz and like yeah. it wasn't that kind of upbringing. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, play music if you want. Um, but honestly, I just locked myself in my bedroom for, for years and years. So, the, the you know, the long answer to your question is, work on it and you, you, there's no shortcut to yeah. it. There's definitely things you can do that help and getting a teacher, whether it's on, online or I would recommend in person because, you know, you, well, you, can you see, have someone to yeah. sort of go back and forth between. Sure. If you're in the Coffs area, um, Josh, your, your man Josh does teach guitar. I teach guitar. We both teach guitar. Um, so One of us teaches it a little bit better than the other. I'm, I'm working on it, man. Shut <laughs> up. Um, no. So I would hit up. A teacher, there's lots of great teachers as well. There's some yeah. guys at the con that do jazz and, and whatever, uh, whatever instrument it is because having an actual teacher is, is a way to kind of – Keep yourself accountable. 100%. Yeah. I think that was – even for you, that was probably oh, – people, people say reason, to, yeah. yeah, people say to me, oh, you taught Josh? And I'm like, yeah. He already was good at guitar when I started – like it's you, just that yeah. – You took me and um, gave me wings to fly yeah. on, <laughs> on the guitar. <laughs> you had the wings and I just – on something though. Yeah, I, yeah, something. You unshackled me. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I because I, I was listening actually to some older tracks from before um uh you you gave me some lessons. I was like, oh this guitar solo is all right. Like it's yeah. it's reasonable. I, I'd be happy to put it out and go, yeah, it, it's still pretty decent. Um but the problem with it before for me was like I couldn't get consistency. So yeah, sometimes gotcha. I would nail yep, the guitar yep. solo and be like, yep, but I'm not really sure what I did there yeah. and I don't think I can replicate it. Yeah. And that's why having the lessons are great too because the, you start understanding the theory behind For sure. you know, what you're playing, yeah, you know, yeah. the scales, the, the, the major and minor keys and everything in between, um, which is very helpful because like yeah. when you have ability but you don't have the knowledge to kind of, uh, I guess, work out what you're doing, it, mm. it, it's you don't feel very smart. No, you don't. Yeah. And it and it, it feels it feels good when you nail it, yeah. And I think that's that's the cool thing about getting lessons and having a teacher and making progress uh, and having that accountability is that you have someone that's making sure you are making progress. And yeah. when you make progress, you sound better and you enjoy it more and you play more and then you get better. It's just a, yeah. a spiral of goodness and you, fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I've I've noticed that for myself. Like yeah. sometimes I'm practicing and I'm like, I suck today. Oh, there's definitely da- yeah, hundred percent. There are days. That but but you know over, overall by and large if you go oh, well I might have sucked on that day and I also might have sucked when I was playing on that day but if I add the 
mm. the 15 days in the last like months that I, I really practice yeah. together. And at the end of that, I'm, I'm I assume 12 I'm a little great bit better. And yeah. you make progress. Yeah. And I mean, I listened to that track you sent me the other day. Um, I forget oh, what yeah. it's called. And oh, the, the chill one. The chill one. Yeah, with, with Clancy. And you play guitar yep. on it, right? And I don't know. I don't remember having a specific moment before I started teaching you, but definitely if I think back, um, I, you know, you were decent at guitar, but I, I, I was, I was never really, I guess, impressed. You yeah, know, I wasn't like, totally. wow. But you sent me that track the other day, and I was like, man, that's yeah. that guitar sound really, really good. They yes. sound great. I forgot to well, tell you that because I only you. told you the negative things. Cause that's what I do. Um, <laughs> the rest of the track sucked. <laughs> I actually had nothing. Hey, it was like, it sounds good. Um, yeah, but cool. it, well, it's good. But the guitars, I remember thinking those guitars sound really good. Like they don't sound like. Someone who's getting good at guitar. Like they sound like a just a good guitarist on a track. Well, I think a lot of the time for me, my experience, and I was similar to you, like growing up in church and playing a lot in church, mm. um, there's a lot of forgiveness because there's a different aspect of playing in church and the style of music where you're not ha- – it's not really so much about being on point with timing, like things slow down and, yeah. and speed up and, and moods, you know, go up and down and change and the whole sort of journey of the music is totally different. So I, I came from a background of of playing church music and um, it's one of those things where, like, you just play and it's fun and it ebbs and flows yeah. and sometimes it's really great and sometimes it's not, but you're not having to be on point yeah, yeah. really. Um, and so for me, one of the, the craziest things when I first started getting lessons with you was that I really noticed even if I could do something technically, my timing was all out. Yeah, yeah. And say, even just with playing and, and yeah. strumming and stuff, I'm like, oh, my timing's really bad. So I'm sort of working on yeah. that. Do you have a, a bit of a, an idea on um, – uh, sorry, I just – I just saw that uh, cultural Marxism paper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna interested to um, read that. Read that at the end. <laughs> um, do you have a, a, a an aim every week or even every day? How how much you'd like to practice? Would you like to get in something every day? I haven't. I absolutely have a goal. Yeah. Which I almost never <laughs> can take that off. Aiming almost too high. never. Almost never. Yeah, aiming too high. Um, trying to play an hour today. Hour, an hour a, day a day is aiming way too high. Yep. Um, but my, I have. I even wrote out like. I don't know if this is helpful for anyone out there, but um, noodling and sitting and playing an instrument is is really good as well. Mm. It's great for you just to play the instrument and playing it every day is helpful and great. Um, but kind of the, you get to a point where you kind of need to have, um, what's the word? What was that? Uh, I was just making sure that we we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Celebrate. <laughs> Did it just start? No, no, it's been recording. Oh, man, I'm just looking at that. I'm just freaking out. We bought, got this new roadcaster. On the road. I just, on I just road. saw your face like drop and I was like, what happened? <laughs> I didn't think I'd give it away that much. I think we're all right. Sorry, I, I'm going to point everything out that happened. Um, last, time, last time when we did this, Josh burped into the microphone. Oh, yeah. I'm and, glad that didn't go out. And he was going to just, I think you were just going to pretend it didn't happen and edit it out later. And yeah, I just and was like, did you it. just burp? And then, yeah, yeah. so everything, yeah. There's and, no, the, and the whole conversation wouldn't have made sense if, um, if, if you, you had to leave it yeah, in there yeah, for them. Anyways, um, what, what was I saying? I don't know. I was recording before. I just looked at it and I'm like, I just, it, everything looks good. What is that volume? Was that fade to do? I don't know. <laughs> just turned it up just in case. <laughs> no, nah, look, that red light's been on for a little while. Yeah, that's good. It's 18 minutes. Um, You know what? One second. Yeah, so. Anyway, uh, it was recording. I, was just, recording. I just checked we, it. We just checked. Sweet. Um, the go- anyways, the goal, the goal, of the yes. daily goal or whatever. One hour. So I don't know if this helps people. But what I was saying before was noodling and jamming and mucking around is really good. And, mm-hmm. and picking up an instrument every day, I think, is more important than not. 
Yes. Um, and, and something I say to my students is I'd, I would rather you play 10 minutes every single day than 70 minutes on Saturday. Yeah. Because even though you're going to probably achieve more in that 70 minutes than you did in the 10 minute slots, by the time the next 70 minute slot comes around a week later, you've yeah. forgotten everything. The muscle memory is gone. Sort of yeah. So consistency is important. Uh, for me, an hour a day is something I'd love to do. And, and noodling and just mucking around is really important, but having actual kind of practice that, I don't know what the word is, but it's- it's Like a routine, know, maybe. Routine, practice, some sort of thing where you're like, okay, I want to work on this for 15 minutes. Mm. I want to work on this. Whether it's four things in 15 minutes, I've got like six things I want to work on in an hour, yeah. 10 minutes on each. Um, still kind of working out whether I like that or not. But, I, you know, it's warm-ups and exercises for a bit, chords for a little while, learning a different techniques, so a slide it's guitar a or something. Yeah, yeah hybrid picking, whatever it is. Going, I've got this book that I'm going through that's called Chord Chemistry. Yeah, I'm uh, like literally studying it because it's hectic. Um, but even just going through that 10 minutes every day, this is the goal for me. Have yeah. I done any of it since I set this plan out? No. Um, but, I, you know, it's just hard with, you know, with life and everything. Oh, it's trying totally. to find time to do it all. But, yeah, I think having a, a planned out specific practice schedule, you know, might take the fun out of it for some people, but ultimately you're going to get results. I suppose you could almost do something similar to what you would do with a student and go, oh, you've got a half an hour, an hour lesson, L- like run yourself through almost the same sort of thing. I yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. And I think for me, like my uh, hesitation with practice is because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So what I <laughs> yeah, do is yeah. I'll just create a backing track and, yeah. I'll, and I'll just go, okay, That's well, this so is sick. in this key and it's fun. Yeah. And I do, and I obviously get a lot better from doing that, but there's no – it's just expressive. It's, yeah, yeah. There's no kind of um, theory necessarily behind it, and I'm not working on anything in particular, well, which makes it a little bit hard. Something you can do with that exact mm. that exact method, which is fantastic, making a backing track, or even if you're not someone who has access to equipment like that, you've got YouTube, you can find backing tracks, yeah. uh, and soloing over them is limiting yourself within that. I don't know if we ever if we ever did like that. Like strings and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. you're soloing for a while and go, okay, I'm only going to use the B string. Yeah. And it kind of forces you to get out of, patterns and boxes yeah. and actually understanding the steps and half steps between each note, major yeah. scale or a minor scale and figuring that sort of thing out and playing on the one string. Um, so doing things like that, limiting yourself to certain positions, like, okay, I'm only going to use this scale position or this scale position up here or, you know, only stay. Sometimes I'll say to my students, all right, you can only go between the third and the seventh fret yeah. and they have to solo in that little section. Yeah. Um, that sort of stuff. Is there a grace section outside that? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I even do it where I'm like, see, look, I'm only using the pentatonic and I whack in like a major six in there because it sounds good, the Dorian note or whatever. Uh, so there's definitely grace. Yeah, um, yeah I know that note, but, the Dorian one. Yeah, it's the major six in a minor scale. <laughs> you know that. Um, but even using modes, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you have a little bit of understanding of modes, is like- um, This next step for me. Yeah, Teach okay, me. here we go. So, you know, you're soloing in C major, yeah. right? Okay, use C major scales and then think about A minor scales, right? They're the same notes. But it just gives you a different flavor and yeah. kind of different allows you to think in a different that, way. Yeah, yeah. And then go, okay, I'm going to use D Dorian, which is the second mode of a major scale, starting on D, and then learn the, learn the Dorian scales and then use Dorian and then use G mix Lydian. They're so just the same scales, but starting from different. All the same notes, but just starting in different places. places yeah. And they so just the kind of. The shapes are different. The shapes are different and they shift your yeah. head. And ultimately, you know about chord tones, right? Yeah. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter what shapes you're using, it's kind of all about making sure you're making those notes actually sound good. Against the chords. Against yeah, the chords. So sure. when you're on C major, like hitting C major 7, hitting a B, sliding up to a B is lovely because it's the major 7, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But you can use even from your simple practice method of just soloing, having fun, you can limit you're yourself. Me simple. Very. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a simple practice, yeah, right? And I do it mostly. That's I probably am. most of my practice is simple like yeah. that. Um, but limiting yourself like that can do, be really helpful. Do you have any hacks? Like my hack with practice is because I'm so bad at it and – 
I, I just love producing and creating yeah, yeah. tracks as well. So I, a lot of the time I'm just doing other m- musical things that it's not making me a better guitarist. Yeah. But one of the things I'm trying to do now is unplugged electric when I'm watching TV yeah, yeah. where I'm just softly picking yeah. the shapes going up and down the neck. I found that to be really helpful because yeah. you, you sort of trick yourself into – if you kind of have a good idea of – um, where the scales are and you can kind of mm. just look briefly and know them. It just helps me because I'm not having to think about yeah, it, which is kind of the idea, right? That's great. That's the aim, yeah. to, to be able to play the scales without having to think about them. 100%. Yeah. You want to get them to the point well, where- Were you about to burp just then? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I had to get you back. <laughs> well, the thing is no one would have heard it, so. I, no, I didn't. I know. I wasn't I going know. to. You did and I didn't. Same. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's a lie. I, I did burp off mic. It was way, way more classy than mine. <laughs> this was just straight in. Straight in. <laughs> I was move. like, I'm going to edit that out no, you're not. later. It's, um, yeah. Well, we just waste, I guess we just throw the whole interview out and <laughs> waste the entire drive to Bellingham back. It's all good. Well, sorry about that. Josh was getting me lunch today to yeah. make up for it. Yeah, so I, I, I did feel bad. There. The in, playing the guitar in front of the TV thing is what I did yeah. my whole you you know, teenage life. Yeah, and then so my sister hated it. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But sisters. that's the best. Just sit there and just noodle and play yeah. as well as practice that is planned but yeah yeah, getting those positions and scales whether it's rudiments on a drum kit or whatever it is getting those things just where you don't have to think about them yeah and then you can use them to make music because ultimately all this theory is kind of cool but if we're not making cool and nice sounding music then what's the point yeah well that's the idea and i think like well and and, you know that leads us into another part of of your sort of story because you know obviously started out as a guitarist that's your main thing um, but you're also doing a little bit of producing at the moment yeah. and um, putting some stuff out with Cade Miller. Yes. Um, how's that going? It's fun. It's good. I listened to your um, – I better not give away Don't give away song, that. No, don't give that but out. But a beautiful uh, old Austra- – is it Australian? Are they Australian? I actually – You would artists. think so. <laughs> no, you would, but I'm not sure if they – anyway, a beautiful cover – um, when's it, uh, we won't tell you what it is, but Cater is going to be releasing a yeah. beautiful cover. And um, I got a little sneak peek and it was sounding spunky. Yeah, something different. Yeah. Definitely a different take on a, on a classic song. Um, hopefully we don't hear those dogs barking in the background, but hopefully that's the gate, good. The gate's working. Will you do some gates I'll, later? I'll put some gating yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got we've got some tracks coming. We've uh, End of 2020, Cater approached me and was like, I want to – make some music um, and she'd been over in America doing like she'd been signed to a label and doing all this electronic pop music and yeah. stuff and she'd been enjoying it and having fun but then labels, cr- label crap got in the way and Josh just did a burp off camera. Did it. Uh, <laughs> I think label stuff got in the way and she kind of wanted to just strip everything back yeah. and kind of take more of a raw approach which I think, uh, you know, is something that I tend to be able to do is just kind of strip things back and, and make room for the artist or make yeah. room for the song and yeah. not kind of get in the way. Even though I love fancy things, I'm trying yeah. my best to kind of get out of the way. So yeah, we've done, if you look at, look uh, on Spotify or Apple music, you'll see Kata Miller. Um, all the songs we've done since one called run away. Actually, if you look at just Kata Miller, that, that artist name, that on all the songs on there yeah. I've produced nice. uh, minus the remix, which a friend of mine, well, I produced the song and then he did the remix, but yeah. Um, yeah so we've done what, four, four or five songs together. Um, and we've got another batch coming out begin again actually just came out a couple of weeks ago so a new Ooh, one you might have which to cool. send it over to me so yeah i, I will feature it's, yeah yeah that's right on the on ABC. abc new track so there's a video and everything which nice. was really cool um did you perform in the video i was not available that oh. day unfortunately so it's it's i was just going to be around a campfire like 
pretending or whatever, but I wasn't available that like, day. Yeah. Or you were in Sarai's um, video. I was in Sarai's. Were you also pretending to play then? 100% pretending. <laughs> that was good though. I looked, I learnt the song, like proper learnt the song for that. Just so that just I in case. really looked so, yeah, like yeah. I was playing it because I didn't want to be up there faking it. Well, no one wants to be the guy um, on the on the film clip or whatever who is playing the complete wrong yeah, yeah, chords yeah. and doing the. Or I mean, playing behind not, the capo. Have you, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> have you seen that? I haven't. Have you done that? No. Are you sure? No. Before you came to me for lessons, you were playing behind the <laughs> capo. <laughs> Sorry for anyone oh, who doesn't have any idea what the hell was no, on that. It's, that. Uh, well, I just think like. If you can try and look authentic, because no one wants to be on there playing no. the wrong thing. No, exactly. So I, I did cool. I did learn the song properly. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, um, we've got me, Kate has got four or five songs that we're working on at the moment, which yeah. are coming out over the next six months, probably to nice. a year or whatever. Um, so keep on the lookout for that. So I've been producing for her since December last year. I also produce for my wife, May Emma. We've yeah. done, I don't know, two or so songs together. There's lots and lots and lots we've got to work on. Um, so we'll get to those for sure. So what, yeah, and well, I've been looking forward to the next one. The last one yeah. was, was a lovely track called Cycles. Yeah, Cycles. It's, and and um, you featured that, which was really nice. I did. Thanks for that. That's all right. It's a cool song. It, even for me, it was probably the first. What a great melody. Yeah. I mean, she just wrote it on the piano, and I remember being in bed upstairs, and she was downstairs on the piano one night real late, mm. and I just heard her writing it, and I was like, that sounds good. Um, and then she went away for a weekend, and I just basically produced the entire thing while she was away for the weekend yeah, cool. Uh, and send things through to her. And she like had barely any reception and she's like trying to listen and write back like thoughts and I'm changing <laughs> things. And, and it was, it's, it's kind of, I don't know what style you'd call it. What, what style would you call it? Uh, I would call it sort of maybe alt pop. Yeah. It's kind of just got a really like hooky um, chorus melody, which is really yeah. beautiful. A yeah. little bit melancholy kind of yeah. vibe, yeah. but that kind of sort got- of sultry, but yeah, just that, that, Chorus hook is really nice. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. really, it's really good. Um, pretty catchy as well. I remember playing. Well, that's it, the idea. Playing yeah. it to someone, and they after first listen, just like had it in their head for like a week, which was cool. But that was for me probably one of the first tracks that I've produced that isn't kind of organic in terms of like acoustic guitar, electric, electronic. yeah, yeah, electric guitars and drums. But it was yeah more electronic, which was definitely a push and a stretch for me. Um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, it was sick. so much fun. I think the big the big thing too is like. Melodies are so crucial and mm. like for a song like that too, like the the ambience was there, like the the mood of the song was already there and to kill that line, what is it like, you know, it's killing me to be in those. Killing me know, to be stuck in these cycles. Stuck in cycles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just that, how that was going around and I think that's such yeah. a tricky thing to get right in music where you get the melody and the succinct lyrics. Yeah. Time and place, like it's like yeah. the, the, the the lyrics need to be easy, accessible, and the melody the same. Yeah, exactly. And getting it really catchy, it's such a tricky thing mm, to do. Definitely. Cool. <laughs> Let's move on from that. I just wanted to say that. Thanks for closing that, uh, that question is, out. That is good. Thanks, Josh. Let's move on. No, let's move on. Um, I noticed you're um, supporting supporting a lot of local artists uh, today. I am. Um, well, and on by my, a lot, I just mean once. One. One. <laughs> I am wearing some make a label clothes. Make a label, respect. Um, I don't have my socks on. I did. I did wear mine on Sunday to a gig. Oh, maybe I'll put those socks on. There's some more in the yeah, corner yeah. there. I've got a hat I was going to actually wear today, and I thought I've got a shirt on and socks. I better not overdo it. No, uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I just rep it completely. Yeah. Ha, Pretty um, much every day I wear some sort of maker gear. Shout out to Sarai, 
who yeah. is uh, who you also used to play a lot of music with. Yeah, yeah, years and years yeah. and years ago, we used to gig together a lot around town and do just play jazz gigs. And I just play guitar and she'd sing and sing. super fun. And now she's got a clothing label. She's got a clothing label called Maker Maker nice. Label. Check it out, MakerLabel. Do it. dot com dot au. You it's go. good. It's like uh, you know, for me, I've always bought ten dollars shirts from like cotton on, yeah. and then they shrink and I throw them out, and Same. it's the cycle for life. <laughs> Um, is that the cycle that Mayhem? That's what she's about? talking about in the song. Is about her cycle of her stupid husband and her dumb uh, the clothes. washing machine, washing cycle. machine cycle. When when they just get shrunk and yeah, and that's it's the cycle, her. man. It actually does kill me to be stuck. And in them. you're just taking money out of the the bank yeah, account to go and get out of more the gear shirts. fund to get more stupid shirts. Um, and sorry, then, Cotton On. Sorry, Cotton On. You suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure like the thirty dollar ones are better. Well, you would like to think you so. You would think so. Yeah. But anyways, I these shirts are like 50 bucks each or whatever, but they're yeah. 100% organic cotton or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they don't shrink and they're comfortable. And I have like literally all seven shirts. <laughs> all of the ones that she's all made. All of the ones that she's made. Yeah. I have, yeah, I've got most of it. And cool. I pretty much just wear one a day and it lasts me for the entire week. Well, that makes sense. It does make sense because I may as well support someone who Absolutely. I know and I like. Um, and that what is actually say, comfortable like, and, yeah. and good quality, yeah. And what do they say? Like when you buy, you know, um, from, uh, you know, some brand name, you're just helping a big CEO yeah. get richer. And it's like if you exactly. can buy local, yeah. someone you know who is making, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the quality's got to be good and the quality's great. So, you know, you're supporting local and you're not just Definitely. putting money into someone else's pocket who doesn't care. Exactly. And I'm going to segue this conversation do right it. now from what you just said because supporting local is obviously very, very important. And I think that's one of the cool things about the Coffs Coast right now mm. is that there are a lot of really good musicians around Coffs. And I think with my producing, anytime I can use a friend of mine to play drums or yep. to mix and master or whatever, I'm going to do that because, yep. I, again, like what you said, I can support someone who's maybe great at their craft but got so much got so much going on already or mm. I can support someone who's kind of trying to do it and is equally as talented yeah. but doesn't have the exposure or whatever. Um, and I think – you know, we, we, we both work with um, Daniel, yeah. Saddle, Saddlesy, yeah. Saddleton. Tids. What do you call him? Tids is his nickname. Tids. Yeah. Tidsy. Um, I ac- accidentally called him Tiddies the other day. Tiddies <laughs> on the podcast? <laughs> Not on the podcast. <laughs> hey, Tiddies, welcome to my studio. But um, I don't know, you know, sometimes how you just like uh, with names or nicknames, yeah, you yeah, kind of just, just extend them yeah, and, do something exactly. and just called him Tiddies and titties. it didn't. Didn't quite come across. This, was this, it in public? No, it was just at a rehearsal. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's a such a good drummer. Great drummer. And uh, he's got a little setup. Yeah. And so I flick him. He he played snare drum on um, "Begin Again" by Kader, which is nice. coming out, which is out actually. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from him on some tracks, some drum tracks. I just he just got back day. from a three day hike in the yes, wilderness. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He was going to do it last week, and then he was waiting for some new gear, and then blah blah blah. He's wasting my time. I also think that no, I'm happy to wait. The it's rain awesome. was last week preventing him from doing something. Fair call. The rain gets involved. That's the sucky thing about home studios, eh? Is that when it rains, you can't work. Well, not really. I mean, you. I, <laughs> okay, I do. whatever. I choose to okay, work at cool, any time. Cool, man. Just, I, I guess I'm invalid then. Well. You're a bit more of a perfectionist, I think. So you like rain sounds in your vocals? I just gate them out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, up here, I do a lot of recording in this room, and it's quite close yeah, that's to the true. ceiling, and I'm trying to do acoustic guitars, and it's like delicate. I probably have a slightly more um, a soundproof yeah, setup, Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, yeah your, you your do. space is sick. Yeah, it's feeling good. I'm going to get some new gear in there too. But no, I, I think a lot of the time for me, I'm, I'm just creating anyway, so getting an idea down. I Yeah. 
I think I'll always revisit a song two or three times and redo the yeah, vocals yeah, and all sure. that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. But uh, yeah, no, it is good to to work local. And I mean, that's kind of what this whole the, the Celebrate Sounds yeah. idea is. It's like I, I'm always gobsmacked at the the level of musicianship on the North Coast. And I live mm. in Bellingen and, and Bellingen's a town of, um, you know, 4,000 people. Yeah, yeah. And the amount of people that Massive. play music and the amount of people that play music for a living in a small town. Yeah, and it's, it's one, of, one of those things like before COVID, it was so cool because like um, – there was a period, and it didn't last forever, but there was a period that where in Bellingen you could see some kind of live music every night oh, of really? the week. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. Monday through Wednesday, there were only maybe like one one venue would put on something yep. during the night. Um, but then coming into Thursday, you had most venues, um, or not most, but a few venues doing some stuff. And then th- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, most venues yeah. were putting on something yeah. on one of those days or, you know, multiple days. And, um, you know, Coffs is no different. There's some great venues um, and and great sort of, I would call them pioneers, trying to yep. get a bit more of a scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Ellen Bar, Dark Arts, uh, Red Sea and Coffs, um, Surf Street, a bunch of other um Mm. Uh, venues who are trying to make music more of a thing. And I think it's really positive because there's so yeah, many absolutely. great musicians. Yeah. And it's also, you know, a lot of us are working. And, you, I mean, for you, you're doing some tutoring. you got some um, some work at the Cops Guitars. But obviously, you know, you want to play, you want to be able to play yeah, and yeah. have that opportunity to for sure. when you can. So, I don't know. It's it is very cool. cool things. It, I mean, it's very interesting post, not post-COVID because obviously it, as we film this, we're in another – not a semi lockdown, lock, but uh, like a semi. wear masks and and be careful kind of time. Yeah. Um. But post the twenty twenty yeah thing, definitely is cool to see venues kind of. I mean, I don't know whether I just wasn't aware of it before, but I almost feel like some of these venues are pushing it harder than they were before to I think sort so. of get it back. I think people realize that like um, music's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice to go out and have dinner, and that's great. But yeah. like, go out and have dinner and have a dance or listen yeah. to some tunes for free. Yeah. I mean, we were at, um, we had, Mayim and I had two friends come from Sydney a few weeks back hmm. um, and they were literally here. They got here Sunday night and they left Monday night. They were here for one day. We did some recording um, for, for an artist in Sydney, but we went to Spare Room for dinner on hmm. Sunday night and we got to Spare Room, you know, a little bit, but we hadn't actually gone on like a Sunday night when they had jazz, jazz for yeah. a very long time. Um, and there was a $10 cover charge, which I think is great. I'm yep. happy to pay $10 yep. to come in and have dinner and see a world class, honestly. Yeah, yeah. These guys were sick. I mean, Pete, Pete Skelton, playing, who was yeah. on the last week, last week's podcast. Well, I don't know when yeah, this comes out. This week's. This week's. Just released. Well, who knows when this one will come out, though. Yeah, well, it just depends if I put any reverb on the track. Oh, true. Will it be out this week? If, uh, <laughs> Probably. Okay, well, Pete Skelton was episode the most re- One of the most recent podcasts. Um, and that's a really good podcast. I'm 46 minutes into it as we speak. <laughs> I'm going to finish it after this. But um, he, he was on drums. Yeah. Um, Danny Stitt. Danny Stitt was on bass. And... Um, Saxon vocals, Phil, oh, Phil, Phil, Phil Stitt. Oh, does he play sax? Yeah, he plays I sax. Phil played drums. He does play drums. Yeah, I thought that was his main thing. I think it is. But he sung and played sax cool. and it was really cool. Nice. And then I think a guy called Mark Hall. Do mm. you know that name? So, so, dude, I'm so sorry. I asked him his name and he told me. I think it's Mark. Anyways, he was on guitar. He was great. But cool. the band was so sick. Yeah. And I mean, it made that experience, especially bringing these guys down from Sydney, which yeah, they had yeah. had no live music for Ages. Ages. And yeah. they were like one of the guys who was like, man, this is refreshing for my soul. It was like Boy. so stoked. But it was like it made that night like a million times better, even yeah. though it was really good food and good good hangs and, you know, whatever. There's something about it and seeing a performer or a band play live and 
um, having a moment mm. where they're creating some, and I, I think particularly with something like jazz, where it's really, imp- yeah. imp- you know, you're improvising a lot, and the musicianship is like the oh, level yeah. is high. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I think for me, at being a musician, uh, that's more interesting to me yeah. than like some you know rock cover band or something, yeah. which is most people would love that because they dance and that's sick. Sure, but seeing something like those guys or even yourself, where it's like good music, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's whether it's chill or not, it's like. There's good feels, there's good vibes. Well, like. the, I, I think, you know, the way that I've been uh, kind of articulating it to a lot of people who I've had on the podcast is there's this energy exchange happening. Mm. And like you said, in a, in a jazz sort of situation with that whole improvisation sort of stuff, um, it is really – it does ask a lot of the listener. Yeah. But also the the, the technical side is so amazing mm. that you're like, mm. even if you don't like jazz – you can appreciate what someone's doing. 100%. But then you have the other side, like you say, like, you know, a, a DJ or a, um, a rock band or a funk band and you, you're up and dancing and, yeah. and, and people, you're, you're exchanging energy that way. And the other thing is like when you go and see a singer-songwriter who's someone maybe got a beautiful voice and writing you yeah. know, really heartfelt kind of tracks and you kind of resonate with that, there's always some kind yeah, of yeah. exchange happening. And I think that's the thing with live music as opposed to, uh, I did throw DJs in there. I'm just throwing them a bone. But as opposed <laughs> to just, um, you know, watching a, a concert on TV yeah, exactly. or listening to It's Spotify the interaction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the feedback. There's like a feedback loop yep. that's created from a musician playing something and yep. seeing the response of a listener and then that coming back to them and then, yeah. it, you know, that that encourages them to play better or, to, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I think with the whole music scene at the moment around coughs, it's fantastic that so many gigs are coming up again. Yep. Um, I just think we're almost there where we're going to start paying musicians better. Um, and I, I thought I'll bring this up considering I'm currently not gigging or anything. So it's not coming from a place of me wanting to get more money. Mm. But even for someone like yourself and, and a lot of guys out there, I know that, yeah, there's great venues offering music and, and everything, but they're paying like 200 bucks for an entire band for a two or three hour set. Yeah, that's tricky. Um, and I remember because I work in the guitar shop, right? Coffs Guitars. Um, 71 Grafton Street. Yep. Uh, Actually, yeah. I think that's it. 71A. I don't right. know. Opposite Jack Size. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Around the corner from Woolworths. <laughs> um, it's so sick. Darren Lindell. You. You. Loving it. Okay. Um, that's my- Little plug. Yeah, that's my plug. I get a free guitar for that. Um, <laughs> not you really. Better, you better share it with me. I get 10 bucks off drinks. <laughs> at, the, at the guitar shop. <laughs> at the guitar shop. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I meet a lot of musicians yeah, that come in. Like, yeah, yeah. you know. Most of the guys that gig around town come in and get their strings yeah. or buy new guitars or get us to restring the guitars. Actually, yeah. side note, it is hilarious and no judgment, but it is hilarious how many musicians and guitarists who are good at their craft and don't play string. all the time Oops. that don't restring their own guitars. <laughs> and they come in they come in between two gigs and go, I need this restring for the next gig. And I mean, it's cool. Like I get it. But like some of them don't even know how to do it. Yeah. They're like, can you restring for me? And I mean, it's cool. Honestly, no judgment. And Darren and Lind will get a lot of work from it and it's sick and it's great. So I don't want to. You know, making them feel discouraged, but learn how to restring. Like well, it's not hard. I, I used to do that when I was really young. So I, I could restring, but I just whenever I did take it. And back in the day, we had um, I don't even know what the music shop was called in Bellingen, but it was in the old McNally House. And um, Vic Manuel, who was a great, like beautiful singer, folk singer, and guitarist, he was the tech there. And yep. every time he restrung my guitar and did some work to it. It always came back oh, sweet. That's that's the other side of the yeah. coin, I think, is having someone who knows what they're doing look at yeah. your guitar and just adjust the neck a little bit exactly. or, or little raise the action or lower the action yeah. or, you know, that's that's kind of priceless. So For I would sure. definitely encourage people to do that. Um, but, yeah, we meet a lot. I meet a lot of musicians mm. and it's seriously constant. Every single day we get musicians come in who are like, oh, yeah, 
did a gig while well, I was so good. You know, I got 50 bucks each and a mm. feed and I'm like 50 bucks yeah. to pay, to play for two or three hours. Like, yeah. I think we chatted about this out the last recording um, we, that we did. And, and the non-recordings before that, all and the non-recordings before the, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's so, it's so tricky because coming out of the COVID thing and, and coming out of the first lockdown and everything, there was definitely people who just wanted to get back out and play. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think when you've got a whole bunch of people wanting to do something just for fun and for free. The value can go down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I heard a story of someone who did a weekend of gigs and then he got paid more for an hour of like plumbing <laughs> than like the weekend of gigs. Wow. And I'm like, that's just insane. I think yeah. it just shows a lack of value yeah. for what we do and for what you do, for what you, yeah. for what musicians do. I mean, ultimately these restaurants are saying our chefs are important, but you guys aren't. I mean, yeah. you know, not to have a dig, but I'm having a dig. No, totally. It's like, it, it is interesting to me. And I think, yeah, it's background and they don't actually make money from having you play. But ultimately if they look at the long game, hundred yeah. percent, like I'm going to, I've been, yeah, I've been to the spare room lots of times, yeah. but, I'm definitely going back sooner on a Sunday night than I would have before because I went and I enjoyed it and it was sick. I'm happy to pay 10 bucks again. So a cover charge, if that goes to the band, that's so sick. Well, I think that's a really smart way. I know obviously said Spare Room are doing it. Scott's Hub are doing it down at um, Scott's Head. And it's great because their venue is only small. Mm. Um, And this is the other thing because you've got pubs and clubs who have like Big, um, big alcohol intake, big yeah. pokey revenue, um, TAB and yeah, yeah. and food and whatnot. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time they'll be able to pay more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there is like a little bit of give and take with like small sure, restaurants and that sort of thing. And usually and it's like you play for a, a less amount of time, but yeah. it's less money anyway and you get yeah. a feed and you get yeah, drinks yeah. or whatever. So usually there's a payoff. But at the end of the day um, – you know, like uh, someone, someone, I won't say where this is, but someone um, had a gig uh, recently in the area. <laughs> and between, I think the band played for two and a half hours or maybe three, maybe three sets. And I think there were four, four members and I think they made about $60 each. Oh, gosh. And um, they didn't mind because they're at that point where all, they all have other jobs and yeah, they, yeah. they kind of like just to go out and, yeah. and do it. But the thing is it cheapens it for the people who are doing it yeah, full time yeah. for one. And also they were kind of looking at it going, man, we're, at the end of it, like we'll be here for five hours or four, four and a half. It's a maybe. long time. Set up and pack up. And, and they're breaks. making like $12 an hour That's really when you, when you consider the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, look, if they, I think if people like, you know, if you're in that category, let's say you're a carpenter or something, hmm. I, I think you'd be pissed if like Josh and I just decided that we wanted to do carpentry for free for everyone because we just loved it. Well, and we genuinely just started building houses for people for free yeah. because we loved it. Yeah. People would just get us to do it for free and all of a sudden they'd be like, wait, why should I pay you yeah. X amount of dollars to fix my fence when yeah. old mates can do it for free? It's, you know, the, thinking about it like that for you and for me, music is pretty much our entire income. Yeah. And there That's is a job. difference there, which is which is the caveat, which is both cool and annoying at the same time, is that... We we do play for free because we love it and we, yeah, we do yeah. it anyway. And that's a problem. No one no one's gonna be like, Man, I just love plumbing. I'm gonna come around to your place this weekend <laughs> and just and you guys can watch me and occasionally like when I finish something, give me a clap. <laughs> because we've had Or um, yell at me and tell me to do it differently. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do, pl- play free bird. Do something that I know. Plumb a pipe that I know. <laughs> <Plum>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, plumbers. I'm giving you guys a hard. Um, that was a, a callback to our, our lost recording, actually. Yeah, pro- I think we did the plum. That's you right, you said plumbers too. plum. Plumbers plum. Musicians play and plumbers yeah. plum. Because I think we had this discussion, and recently, and again, I won't name names, but recently, um, uh, a tradie asked um, for some free music at uh, a party. And um, to you, not to me personally, okay. but to someone, someone else. I'm not going to give it away. Not that they'll yeah, probably yeah. listen anyway, but um, they asked for basically they said, oh, you just bring bring gear and like you guys can just jam out. <laughs> and and I was saying to this person who was telling me the story, you know, why don't you have a party at your place and get them to bring their tools and we'll just enjoy ourselves and drink and eat and you fix and things, you fix things <laughs> for the duration. And bring, but also bring your bring other your other trading friends to help do it <laughs> because, together because that's what you do for a living. Yeah, yeah. And this is what we do. And yeah. I, I guess we should just exchange. Like we'll come and do yeah. that for you if you come and do it. And There's it's like, absolutely no, no, no way. No, because entertainment's a totally different thing, and music in particular, yeah. because you know, music is the kind of thing that you you want, and it's really easy. Easily accessible yeah, to, sure. to have someone come and play. Anyway, long story short, musicians are worth more. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Most of the time. You know, like if you do. If, if you do a good job. Yeah, 100% if you do a good job. But also um, if you're a builder and you've just done four-year apprenticeship and then you're building and you're getting like good raids, yeah. you've done four years of it. And maybe yeah. you've like been good at making stuff when you're younger, but really you've just done four years. A lot of people just go, oh, I'm going to become a builder. They do a four-year apprenticeship and, and then all it. of a sudden their fifth year they're getting good money. Yeah. We start when we're five or 12 or yeah. 10 and play guitar for 20 years. Yeah. Like there's a lot of work, even for you, like you're mm. being you know, 48 or something now. There's like 30 years <laughs> gone. Aged in. four years in this podcast. <laughs> Six. Um, <laughs> Six, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for yourself and for me even, I've been playing guitar for more than half my life. For someone to go, I want to come and play for free, it's like, I've worked on this a lot. Yeah. It's a tricky one. So it it's is good a to have the understanding too, because like there is there is an unquantifiable um benefit, mm. but it is unquantifiable. Mm. So it's like venues know that when they put music on there's a vibe, 100%. people will stick yeah, yeah. around, but yeah. it's but no one is in the venue going I'm staying because of the music and that's the only reason. And here is $40 more for beers because of the band. So it's so and And, you know, it's like, all right, well, they ordered a few drinks before and then they ordered a meal and they ordered it. Like where do we cut it off and kind of put the value on what the band's doing or what the musicians are doing? It is really unquantifiable. It is so hard. And because musicians want to play – Mm. Um, and perform, and there is something, and we, you know, if you're listening to the the podcast with Pete, we were talking about that that need to perform for artists. Like yeah. it's not just about playing in your. Well, for some people, it is about just playing at home and having that as your cathartic kind of release. But for a lot of performers, it's like, yeah, you write songs at home and create stuff, but you want to go and road test that and have mm. that interaction. Um, and when all the gigs are just offering X amount of dollars, yeah. you're like, well, I'd probably do it for free anyway. It is a really tricky thing because you just love playing. Yeah. It? And it's it's understandable that you would want to, not you yourself, but someone listening would be keen to go and play music for three hours with their friends on a Friday night when they've had a really big week at work mm. and they get free beers and like, why not? Yeah. It's and, hard. And 50 bucks. And 50 bucks. And they're like, sweet, we just, had, we just played a gig and, and they're loving it. Whereas yeah, like yeah. the musicians that are doing it full time are going, yeah, but you bring in the- The whole thing the comes whole down, thing right? Down, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole industry, yeah. I guess. So yeah. it, we're in an interesting interesting- place right now i think and i'm i'm quite keen to see what happens well i think the conversation needs to occur and i think coming into covid last year in particular with with stuff like support act um popping up yeah yeah and the whole thing around like all right well 
the whole arts industry just like the the floor just got removed mm. beneath it um, and everything yeah. we just went, oh, it all just disappeared like, you know, magic. Yeah. Um, it was one of those things where the, the conversation really needed to start happening then and it has and I think it needs to continue yeah. about like venues um, really looking at what they're paying musicians and – and and I guess strategize a little bit more and and make it a bit more of an industry so yeah, we yeah. we can mutually help each other because at the yeah. end of the day like I don't want businesses that have that put live music on to go out of business no, because no, I need no. them for my work but at the same time sure. I'm also evaluating anyway yeah yeah conversation that continues to be had and and sure. needs to be um, continuing to be had absolutely continued. Conti- continually yeah we talk good on this yeah man, we we good English on. <laughs> on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, English is English good. is good yeah. for <laughs> anyway, us. Anyway, we're coming toward the end of it. Um, we've still got a few minutes and we can riff a little bit more. Have another jam. But, um, yeah, well, it's, you've got this really nice guitar that you bought when you were four, four, 14 or something. Probably, 16. Nice chords. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that third one. <laughs> Bit weird, bit weird. Better you play. Do. But yeah, we haven't ever played music on the podcast no, before. We're so just, we're just about to start, around. and I went, yeah, "Yeah, you should have music on the music podcast." Yeah. So then we opened up with a, a bit of a an track. improvisory uh, track about celebrating sounds. That's Josh's progression. Should I should I move this down? Wait, yeah. do you want to do you want to? Should we do the final thing and then we'll go out with this? Yeah, yeah. You just hang on to that for a minute, and yeah, then okay, we'll, cool. um, we'll you let me know. You let me know. Yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, I better open up my phone and have yeah, a look. Yeah, you have some more questions. And um, usually at the end of the podcast, I get you to tell everyone where they can find you and all that kind of stuff. But I have a few little questions that I like yep. to ask anyway, as just like a sort of a signing off. Sweet, um, sweet. First thing that comes to mind. The first one's nice and easy. What is your favorite movie ever? If one comes to mind. Yeah, Favourite yeah. movie ever. Yeah. I feel very, I guess, stereotypical. I don't know what the word is. I Star Wars? Very, no. I feel, no. I feel very, uh, might be not obvious to you, but for film buffs this is a very obvious answer, but I genuinely mean it. And I haven't watched this movie in ages, but The Shawshank Redemption is nice. the first one that comes to mind. It's yep. just so good. I mean, there's others. I, I'm, Morgan I'm a, Freeman and Tim, um, what's his Robbins? name? Tim Robbins, that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, Tim Robbins. I mean- I love Star Wars and Marvel and mm. some of the new Marvel movies I'm just I'm stoked on and you know I'm into everything but um The Shawshank Redemption is just a beautiful what, story have, about have friendship. Have you watched it um over and over a few times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it quite a few times. I haven't yeah. watched it in a bunch of years actually. Yeah. I need to watch it again, but it's just a really cool story about I family. don't think I've yeah, I don't friendship, think I've seen sorry. it since I was really young. You got to watch it, man. Yeah, it's I have to really good. It. It's the music, great. Thomas Newman's score, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack is so good. But just yeah, a really good. Um, it was speaking of music anyway, a really great uh, movie that I saw recently with Viggo Mortensen and um, yep. I can't remember the name of the other actor. Uh, was called Green Book. Have you seen it? Oh, dude, that's with um that was... Ali. Yes, yes. Uh, one Academy Award for Best movie. Picture. Oh my dude, goodness. if you guys haven't seen Green Book, that was such an epic. It's movie. such a good story on yep. on race. On friendship, um, actually, have you so seen? Good. I haven't seen it yet, but the the new Billy Holiday versus um, Billy Holiday versus the US or America. I, have not. Or, I don't know, no. but that looks really interesting. Okay. It really touches on the um, the war on drugs and how oh, like see. they started stigmatizing, yeah, um, and and racially vilifying people um, back in the day, and and kind of how attached the war on drugs and and yeah. um, racial discrimination, yeah, true, is kind of intertwined. Check um, it out. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what is one cherished belief you have and why? This is always a, it's a bit of a curly one. one? Um, it, 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 does, it can just be an ethical idea. Like it doesn't have to be I think like, we should be nice to people. Well, great, yeah. Um, and why? <laughs> I just think it doesn't hurt, but yeah. the opposite can. Um, pretty pretty bang on. I think, it, 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 you know, and I get it. Some people are angry people. And some people are triggered easy and we all have we all have things. I mean, I got things and, and I get angry, right? Mm. But I think ultimately it's not all that hard just to like- What do you do when you're angry? I can't imagine you're angry. Do yeah. you like grab your guitar and just put the distortion pedal on and be like- <laughs> No, I don't. Now let's move on. Um, I <laughs> No, but I think just being nice, just being friendly. Yes. And not fake because yeah. I hate- Maybe my answer is actually don't be fake. Maybe that's don't be better. Fake. There's two. I'm going to go two. Because, I, I, you know- Ultimately, I'd rather someone be like, hey, and I'm like, hey, how are you? And they go, not very good. And I'm like, oh, what yeah. the hell's going on? Rather than good, thanks, how are you? Because I feel like the we, how many times do we, yeah, even as a greeting now, yeah, yeah. we go, hey, how are you? Good, thanks. Are we? I don't know. And I just yeah. think it's interesting. So be nice, but only if it's real. And yes. if you're not in a nice mood, don't be nice, but explain why you're not being nice and have a conversation about it. Maybe someone who you're talking to can help you. Just just being honest and not being fake. Absolutely. And I think psychologically, when you share your problems, you share the load as well. I think something happens when you verbalize if you're not feeling good and you're not feeling good about a particular situation. Yeah, yeah. It's really good for you. Um, I like it. Be nice, be authentic. What you just said is actually what I learned at the Brookings Institute when I studied my master's in uh, psychology. Yeah, right. (laughs) So you should have had way more to say (laughs) on that note. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, one thing you love about creating and or performing music. Creating and or performing. Um, one thing I love about it, I actually love the process. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than the end goal. Sure. I love the end goal. Who who like who doesn't love, you know, at the end of a day or at the end of a week or in yeah. a session going, man, look what we created. Finishing a song or finishing a show. Yeah, but enjoying the moments where you bust a string when you're playing on stage and you have to yeah. change it or – you're, you realize that, oh, crap, we just, you know, recorded an entire track, but the key is too high and we have to, like, make and just do it again. Like, or I, record, I, it, I, an, entire record an entire podcast with, with reverb. reverb on. Well, for me, it's those moments that make it interesting and, and it kind of give a story behind it. Well, I think the story is the funniest thing because you and I will laugh about that forever. 100%. And you'll, you'll just, just take the, the mickey out of idiot, me. idiot, put reverb yeah. on it, like. And then you also brought Mr. in. Mr. Like, fact- Masters by Mac doesn't even know how to not yeah, have right. reverb. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, yeah the. the that's probably what I love about so the bacon most. and egg sandwiches. Right. Just, just got confused. Burnt toast. <laughs> no, I love you, man. It was bad. <laughs> no, it was. It was actually an um, awesome chat. This has been pretty much just as good, I reckon. Yeah, possibly even better. You reckon better? Mm. Yeah, it's close. It's close. It, we play guitar, dude. You guys will never know how good that first chat yeah. was. Trust me, you're missing out. Yeah, it was so you're missing good. out. We'll try and recreate it again. <laughs> Let's find it and we'll memorize exactly what we said. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah, more questions for me? Uh, yeah. Uh, last one. This is this is just the the little shameless yep, uh, little plug. plug. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, the Ben M. Neal, uh, N-E-A-L. I'm sure all of my name and things will be in the description of this podcast or whatever. So check me on Instagram. Uh, I post videos of guitar things and have fun. Um, you can check out me on YouTube. Um Ben Neal. If you type in Ben Neal, spell my name correctly, N-E-A-L, and you write music or Ben Neal guitar, um, I'm sure you'll find me on there. You'll see some sort of video of me teaching something or whatever. So subscribe to my YouTube channel because I'm trying to build that and that's a bit of fun. Um, You can find some artists that I've worked with 
on socials as well. So Mayema, my wife, M-E-I-E-M-A. Um, you can also find Kaden Miller as well. Um, and if you're on my Instagram, you will see that uh, another artist that I've been working with for a very, very, very long time, we're releasing some music very soon. It's going to come out. So I won't say it yet, but um, just follow me there and you'll see what's going on. Nice. That's yeah. a really good sneaky marketing ploy. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to give you the secret you now, now, but if you sign up yeah, yeah. to my, I know. you know, $1,000 course or whatever. <laughs> anyway, dude, uh, absolute pleasure as always. Uh, do you want to play yeah. a little tune? I'm going to play a tune um, that's called Josh Just Wrote This a second ago and we're going to jam on it. Yeah, we are going to jam on it. I don't know. what this is. This is what happens. This is open mic on Celebrate Sounds. We're gonna celebrate the sounds that we make here I wrote a really bad chord progression And Ben learned it by ear We're gonna have some lunch very soon And we're gonna talk about how bad this podcast was So I hope you don't listen to this part yeah. Oh. Ooh. I hope you don't listen to this part of the podcast. I actually don't mind that. It's pretty cool. It's nice. <laughs> Dude. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out and allowing me to yeah, do man. another podcast no with you. Wait, and is that reverb on? Uh, no, I'm actually looking forward it. to um, getting this home tonight and going, if actually, we didn't it. record we any of it. We stopped when we thought we were starting. Uh, the red, big the red, red record button. button. I think we're going to be no, okay. Man, thanks for traveling all the way into coughs for this. Um, you guys, you got yeah, you got to check out this guy if you haven't checked him out on um platforms yeah. little king his little music king. is sick Plug check him out me. when he plays live you um yeah he's the man so thanks for having me on bro. No worries, man thank Appreciate you it. let's go have lunch hey this is the celebrate sounds gig guide for the 15th to the 18th of july all gigs are pending each venue's covid policy so please check individual websites or socials for any changes at the Coast Hotel in Coffs Harbour all weekend, they have their sit-down sessions. On Friday, it's a Fiesta Friday, beer garden barbecue, Latin house DJ, and on Saturday, drink specials and a DJ from 8pm. At Scott's Hub in Scott's Head, they have their Saturday sound sessions, and on Saturday the 17th of July at 6pm, Lucy's Sky. It's a $10 cover charge. At Element Bar in Coffs Harbour on Friday the 16th of July from 7pm, Sage. On Saturday the 17th of July from 7pm, Dan Chalice and Stephen Grady. On Sunday the 18th of July at 4.30pm, Billy Joe Porter. At Red Sea Events in Coffs Harbour on Thursday the 15th, they have Sea Sessions, the Under 25's Open Mic Night from 7pm. On Friday the 16th of July at 7pm, the Simon Candy Lewis Blues Band. On Saturday the 17th of July at 12pm, Kaylee Palace, and then at 7pm, Fat Tractor. On Sunday the 18th of July at 12pm, The Wild Turkeys, and then at 4pm, The Merchant Bankers. At the pub with no beer in Taylor's Arm, on Sunday the 18th of July from 1pm, The Country Cousins. At Tish Farco in Bellingen on Sunday the 18th of July, Dan Chalice and Stephen Grady. At Ocean View Hotel in Yurunga on Sunday the 18th of July, Little King on the back deck from 2pm. At Source Salvage Studio in Bellingen, they've got regular performers playing tunes in the street, amazing sustainably sourced local art and great coffee to check out. 
at Surf Street Cafe in Emerald Beach on Saturday the 17th of July at 6pm. Mitch Berg is kicking off the tunes. At Dark Arts Bar in Coffs Harbour, they're open all week from 6.30am for brekkie and lunch. On Friday and Saturday for dinner, music and comedy every now and then. See their website for details. And finally, at Liberty Providores in Yurunga, amazing vibes, food and coffee. And on Sunday the 18th of July from 10am, Little King kicking the tunes. That is the gig guide for this week. <laughs>